Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello, welcome to Broken but Glorious. I'm Chris Lappin, live from Fusion in Liverpool. And I'm here with Troy Coffee. How are you doing, Steve? Troy? I'm good coming off one of those big old wins in front of those big old crowds. Yes, you beat uh, Harry McKenney. So I did, which was a pleasure to be honest. Um, I've been out of the game a little while and I've heard a lot of good things about him and I can see why coming out of that match. Um, he's 17 so, and he's 22. I think he's going to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know how old he was and you point out he's 10 years younger than me. It's really just busted my balls. But, <laughs> Absolutely thrilled. Yeah, he's he's going to go far as long as he uh, sticks on the right route. There that shouldn't be a problem. Originally, he decided to don the tights and get into the ring. Yeah, um, it, God, it feels like it was forever ago now because obviously you're recording my voice, but you know you can't tell that I'm 27. I'm looking <laughs> at me, and I started doing this when I was like 13. Wow. I've not been going continuously. There has been periods where I've gone away from the sport, come back. Um, most recently, now, um, I've had a lot of time away, but the first time I did it, I think I was 13, 14, so I put it into like 14, 15 years ago, really, Wow. Um, when I first stepped into a ring. So it that long ago, how did you find school? Um, I heard about the school through um, a mutual, like a friend, I met someone. Um, so what school was it? Uh, it was RWA. Where when I started going, it, like I said, it was a completely different set of roster to what was there now. Like when I was trained, I was getting trained by guys like uh, Maverick and Brian Bennett that no one had ever heard of because, you know, yeah. it was literally a little school in Hong Kong and nobody was doing anything. You'd go, you'd pay your £6.57 a week, you'd get in the ring, you'd do an international. You know, you were living your dream, you were in the ring. There wasn't really much more than that to it at yeah. the time. So it was kind of like guys that had been trained by Andy Baker, who I'm sure a lot of people have spoke about on, yes. on this, um, so I won't overindulge. But it's a case of, you know, we went, he had trained people, they trained us, and it was like a, a pass down of what you'd learn. So it was weird. I remember when I started, actually, I don't know if many of the people you've spoke to would have spoke about this, but when I went, they originally, um, they were instigating a grading system. All right. So... It'd be you'd start off and to before you were allowed to like get in the ring do any matches and that you had to pass I think it was your white grade which was the basic uh, lock up headlock yes. wrist lock just the basics before they'd even let you get in the ring and start doing a match so God, that does sound antiquated now doesn't it but uh, it was weird because going through this grading system so you'd spend you'd go for a month and you'd learn the stuff that was on your syllabus yes and then at the end of it you'd get in the ring and you'd do everything that was on your syllabus if you passed you were told you went up and when you got to a certain point you would then put on shows um only junior shows not like adult shows with uh the older people 
They have like the Owens, like NXT style show. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what it's called now. When I was there, it was just called the Junior Show because Junior it was literally. Like, I think it was, still called Junior Yeah, because it was predominantly people who were under 16 that were on there. Obviously, I was under 16 at the time. I remember coming out wearing my dirty goth, like, <laughs> metal skull jacket and my fucking black and green. Sorry, I don't know if I swear. Black and green Lacoste like. tracksuit bottoms with my. Like, I had halfway down my back curly black hair I looked the right mess <laughs> like I've, I've watched that match back recently and gone oh god I mean I was probably better then than I am now after some time off if I'm honest but, <laughs> but no honestly uh, the system and the way that it worked was absolutely like, necessarily like all the things we did it, it set us with a good ground of basics for when we finally pushed on into like them adult classes and stuff yeah cool so who was your favourite wrestlers growing up oh my favourite wrestlers growing up uh, I was massive on Christian yeah, it's like every obviously everyone's big on Edge, but I was like, oh, I really like Christian. I really like Christian. Christian's great. And then when they split, I was like, Yeah, Christian. I remember the, repeatedly, like I'd be sat in the bath, sat in the shower, going to school. I'd just be like Christian. <laughs> Whereas people just would completely disagree with me. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was like kind of your biggest influence when you start training. Do you want to be like? Yeah, I suppose, because I think there's always been like a really subtle excellence to Christian that probably didn't get realised until he was doing like that world title pitch with Randy Orton, where he could constantly put on a solid match with anyone. But his character work I always found was brilliant. If he was being a whiny brat, he was being a whiny brat. If he like even when it came down to the one more match thing, he managed to use that as not only as a face but then flip it as a heel. Yes. And I think that that is such a big part, you know what I mean? I I could go out to that ring now and take every single person that sat back here with me that I won't bother naming because they're much more better than I. <laughs> Um, and I can guarantee every single one of them would probably be able to put on a much better match than me. But I reckon I'd be in at least the top 10 when it came to character and telling a story and stuff. Yes. Uh, not that I'm big headed. But like for me, that's where it's at. It's like tonight, we're at an over 18 show. A lot of people are kind of struggling to get that interaction with the crowd because it's not, it's not a big crowd. And a lot of people are doing the come ons and the yeah, let's have yours. Uh, I walked over to a group of guys in the front row and went, right guys, this guy that's coming out, he's a bit of a prick. I'm planning on kicking his head in. If you could give us a cheer, I'd really appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> that alone had them chanting through the match, oh, come on, try and kick his head, kick his head. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's it's a bit of a personal touch. Sometimes it's being able to explore your character through facial, body, you know. But for me, wrestling at the end of the day is a show. Doesn't matter if I can do a 450 splash if I can send that one kid home in tears if I'm a if I'm a heel. Yeah. Do you prefer to be a heel? Always. Yeah. Um, again, I do apologise on the swearing, but I I in real life am a natural cunt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy my family get in touch with when they want someone to complain to the energy companies because I'll stand there and go, okay, okay, you can't solve that. Put me onto you. Put me onto the person. Okay, what's your job position? Cool. Ask the next person. No, that's what the last person told me the job position was. Put me on the next one. I am a horrible, horrible human being. If we're friends and get on, that's great. I will be absolutely lovely. I'll do anything for you. But if you're Joe Boggs on the street, I honestly do not give two shits. And I find that really easy to translate into a character. Um, my biggest, my biggest heel moment for me would be I was on a Christmas show. Yeah. I was tagging with a guy, quite good friends with at the time, Dave Dunn. Um, he's quite a robust fellow, quite big. I'm sure he won't mind me saying. And the crowd were chanting. Father Christmas at him, you know, and the Father Christmas <laughs> instinct 
that puts me down in front of them on the turnbuckle. Santa's not even real. I'm at a family show. And I'm looking at kids' hearts break. That's biggest thing. Yeah, it is. And you know what? I said it and I walked back up the up the apron and I was like, shit, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you know when you kind of know you've crossed the mark? Yeah. But I was also, at the time, I was, I was young and I was a firm believer in, I'm still at the venue, I'm still in character. So, mum comes up to me after the show, King goes, oh, you know, tell me you're joking. I was like, no, why are you lying to your kid? <laughs> and... <laughs> You know, I laugh at it. It is, it is a story I tell a lot, but it's like I look back on it now as like a father to me and go, "Oh fuck! I saw that kid's soul die inside a little that night, and that's my fault." What an awesome achievement! <laughs> this is the leader of the rejected demon eye. You are listening to Broken but Glorious. So who, who have you been to some of your favourite feuds and matches over the years? Like that I've had or... Yeah. Um, oh god. Ooh. Feuds. One thing I really enjoyed feud rise. You can tell I'm excited about this because my voice picked up. Yeah. Um, I was in a tag team with Dan Evans and Burt Bridge. Oh, oh that's two of my favourites. And we were a tag team called um, FreeBF, which was Free Best Friends. This all came about because we were started dancing together at a carnival in show. <laughs> And uh, Britannia Wrestling's promoter Steve Saxon decided that's a thing now, and we ran with it. But we were heels, so literally heel we, best friends. Yeah, so we came out and we were like, "You're not our mate. You're not our mate. You're not our mate." And that was it. That was the entire thing, um, which resulted in so many like where we'd mess up spots and we'd land where like Bert looked like he was sucking me off and Dan was bumming Bert. And, you know, it was it was absolutely beautiful. But um, one of my favourite feuds coming out of the whole thing was I was getting put into a group called The League of Violence, which at the time was being headed up by Danzig, yeah. who, absolutely great, go watch his videos on YouTube, like his matches with Dylan and shit with fucking Boss. But uh, the idea would be, this match, it was the YOLO squad, which was Drew Parker and Ethan, and I can't remember his actual surname. And I think he's being someone else now, but I don't want to say because I don't know how open that knowledge is. Um, against Dan and Burton, I was at ringside, yeah. and it was a Trevon on a pole match. For those who don't know what a Trevon is, it was this plastic tree that we'd picked up at one of the venues yeah. and had a sword fight with that we'd just kept. Um, so we started dressing it up in Dan's baby clothes, yeah. and we'd take it out to the ring with us as our mascot. So the fans of Britannia voted for a Trevon on a pole match. Yeah. Like it was like a taboo Tuesday kind of deal where they voted for the match. So Trevon's on this poll, the match is going on. And I turn on Dan and Burt, which is weird in itself because I was a heel turning on two heels in a match against faces. Yeah. But, Does that mean you turned face? I, I turned ultra heel, which resulted in me like elbow dropping Trevon. Yeah. Full name Trevon Studley, rest in peace. Um, and stuff, and the crowd just hated it. But just that moment for me, not as like an overall encompassing of a few, just as a moment, <laughs> just people hating that was great. Just that is a pinnacle because the booze I was getting were up there with Santa's Not Real. Yeah. Because of like, my Dan and Bert's pictures would never sell. All of Trevon's on his own at all, though. You know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was absolutely mental. So has a promoter ever asked you to do some crazy gimmick or do a crazy match? Um, crazy gimmick? I mean, I suppose all the time. I don't think I have ever come up with my own gimmick. 
usually because I'm I'm quite happy to go with the flow. So Steve Saxon again, Britannia Wrestling Pro, yeah. repeatedly. Uh, so I've been a rock star. I've been a yeah, member, like I said, an exclusive group of friends. Um, I've been a member of the League of Violence, uh, where I was actually in a tag team with Drill, which oh, was wow. interesting. Um, which is nice because he has anime tattoos on his legs and I've got them on my arms. So literally like the first thing when I saw him coming today, I was like, Drill, you watching any new anime? Which seems like the weirdest thing to be trying yeah. to a wrestling show. Um, He's been on the show twice. Has he? Yeah. Oh, love Drill. Super friend of the show. Super friend. <laughs> I remember when he was recording drill bits. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd hide around the corner getting dressed while we were uh, planning matches while he was talking them for. But yeah, um, honestly, just if you put a character at me, I'm more than likely happy to do it. I've been asked to juice before, which never came to fruition. But other than that, I got asked if I wanted to take part in a death match tonight, which I said no to. <laughs> but again, I think that's more down to the fact that if I went home gushing blood me this has probably made me look twice as bad <laughs> so have been some of your favourite feuds and matches over the years um, suppose match if I had to pick out one match there was a match I had with uh, Tom Hayward who yeah. no one probably remembers it was like that guy remembers <laughs> uh, it was kind of like flash in the pan uh, he had a lot of intensity but it was my first singles title win yeah uh, it was only at RWA so it wasn't like paid show it was training show all that but uh, we put on this match and just went out there and we were just both busting out stuff we'd never done before like I was doing moonsaults off the top doing standing shooting stars throwing Booker T style leg lariats and stuff <laughs> and like we went out there and I was the heel and he was the face but at the end of the match I was getting jumped and I was doing a switch with the person I was actually in a feud with so we were yeah. doing like a double swap but honestly like everything that happened from the start through to the end which I'm sad that I don't have any more details for you but it, I, this was going to be about when I was 17 so I'm looking 10 years ago here. yeah but like the end of that match and the crowd even though I was still supposed to be heel but because of the way we'd worked the match the reaction and I know I've, I've talked about like character work and stuff far too much already but nice. again the reaction to from the crowd is what made that a standout yes. moment it's my first singles belt win I'm standing there on the temple hall and I've put on a match that has these crowds that are usually telling me you know I'm a piece of shit that about six months previously I told all the kids Santa wasn't real yeah chanting for me <laughs> I had such a u-turn when done right but that that would probably be my pinnacle that and any match I have with Dean and I Yes. Um, mainly because <laughs> when I started, before like the first match I saw, you know, like, rejected that. Though. Oh God, no! I'm oh. I'm I'm um, pre-rejected, oh, Dean and I. So for me, it I've was RD. No, no. Uh, I was a member. Of, at first, it was if RD. You, if you include Alex as a rejected member, I guess we can. Yeah, when so me and when me and Dean and I were teenagers, we were um, in a three man team called RD, which was Rise to Demonic Evolution. No, we weren't goths. Shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> and that resulted in us doing like a lot of stuff along that line. So, because we were always tagging to the extent where the first time, like if a lot of the adults, because we were working the kids shows mostly at the time, would yeah. call us the wrong name. They'd be calling me Ryan and that because we were yeah. always tagging. Just did me nothing. 
Um, <laughs> it did. It's not in as well. There's yeah. still there's still one guy, uh, East Hannibal Ramsey. Ooh, shout out. Um, <laughs> who still sends me a message every year on my birthday, going happy birthday, Ryan. <laughs> but uh, any time I can get in the ring with Ryan is always always pleasant, just because of how well we know each other. So how do your friends and family feel about the wrestling? Uh, my friends and family have always actually been super supportive. Um, my nan and granddad always came to the shows when I was in Runcorn. They were always like, if I told them they had to boo that night, my granddad once stood up and punched me in the stomach. <laughs> um, very interactive fan. Uh, my friends had always come to shows again. They were the same, just without the uh, the physical assault of their grandchild. <laughs> Is you know, but it was nice. It was always nice to receive this support and this backing from family and friends. I I don't think I've ever had a friend that's gone to me. That's stupid. Yeah. And if they did, I'd put them in a sleeper. <laughs> Hi, this is Matt Davis, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. What's the future goals? Do you want to get into like progress? Do you want to My future goals right now, three matches in at 27 to my 2020 after not really doing any kind of singles match for two years, is to fix my fucking cardio. Yeah. I did like a seven match, minute match out there tonight, and I was the face, and I could not be working that. Moving fast, doing stuff. I came back and I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. I couldn't think of a worse experience. So, for now, the goal is just keep doing that, keep doing what I'm doing. It'd be nice to get back onto uh, Britannia Wrestling again, but I know that I need to improve my current uh, physical being for that. Yeah. But I'm probably, like I said, at the best point I've been mentally, picking up on the crowd, working characters, stuff like that. So it's now just getting the body to reflect that. In the future, hell, I'd like to go anywhere. I, I don't mind. I'm happy to take a book and I don't mind that I've got to travel because I spent a lot of my life as like a so- social recluse. Yeah. Didn't really interact. And I'm kind of, I've got to a point where I'm now comfortable enough to come out of that. I want to try new things. I want to meet new people, new people, work new styles, work new matches. And if that means someone goes, hey, do you want to go wrestle in Leicester? Sure. You want to go wrestle in Bulgaria? Fine. <laughs> if anyone wants to book me to have someone squash a pumpkin on my head, fine. I've done worse. You know what I mean? For me yeah. at the minute, it's about just getting back into something that I loved for so long that I went to slip. So before we go, do you want to do you have any social media or anything you want to find? Um, not really. I've been out of the game for long enough. I think I deactivated it. There was no point in being there while I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Uh, go follow Britannia Wrestling. Go follow anything that DJ King's doing on Twitter because he's he's a nice guy. Um, honestly, all the plugs I can do, you've probably had a million one times before. Um, go and like all of the Just Fabulous posters because I make them as well. <laughs> what? Sorry, I'm not great at signing off, so... <laughs> so I'd love to have you on again in the future once you get back into and have some more stories. Might be able to research you a bit. <laughs> I'd enjoy... Man, you, if you try and research me, what you're going to find is he had a couple of matches here, a couple of matches there. Like, I'm, I'm an anomaly. But yeah. you, you could probably get me on air and mention Lemonade. Like, I've got loads of absolute naff stories from when I'd train the juniors at RWA and I'd yeah. teach them how to do promos but I'd make them do it on sandwiches. <laughs> you know, you've got to fit you've got to make whatever your context is works. Is it is a topic. So, you know, 